Welcome to the Career Medis Podcast. This is uh, your host, Nisar Ahmed. Uh, this is episode 73 of the Career Medis Podcast. And this episode is a, a part of the a Day in the Life of series, which you have heard in the past, where I interview individuals from different professions, different career. I'm doing a little bit, uh, I'm doing the same series, but with a little bit of variation. If you have paid any attention to the news or what's happening around. I'm sure you're familiar with virtual reality, augmented reality. Facebook's made it uh, famous with Oculus Rift, I think three years ago. Now it is mainstream. And, uh, you know, if, if, you, if you're curious or if you're interested in that, I have a treat for everyone. I have, I'm speaking with uh, someone uh, who is actually a founder of a virtual reality company in Toronto. We're going to discuss about the company, the career, um, a little bit more about what look what the future looks like, and our guest name is Ronnie Serga. Hey, Ronnie, welcome to the podcast. Nisar, thank you for having me on. So, Ronnie, uh, the audience doesn't know, but you and I go we go back. We personally know each other. We used to work together, and over the last few years, you have transitioned into this startup called VR Vision. But hey, a uh, couple of questions I always like to start off my interviews is where are you calling from? Well, I'm calling from Toronto, and I'm just working out of my home office for today. Okay. So Toronto is a world famous city. Uh, people know, most people know about Toronto or want to come to Toronto. For those who have not come here yet or not visited Toronto, uh, can you share some type of a fun fact, something that most people do not know? Please don't tell the CN Tower. I think everybody knows that. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, I'd suggest that if they do visit, they visit before the year end because we've been very lucky with our weather. What they probably don't know is that uh, Toronto has a very booming uh, tech community. And it is one of the uh, fastest growing tech communities in North America. So if you're into technology and if you're into opening and breaking into new um, industries, Toronto is a great city and Canada is a great country to do that. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that's great you mentioned that because I recently read an article that was showing how New York, New York has added only 5,000 tech jobs. Toronto has added 25,000, uh, where Toronto is becoming in terms, of course, New York is known for a lot of other things, the art scene, the financial services, the tech scene is visible, but Toronto is becoming very prominent. There's a lot of startups in Toronto and also big companies such as Salesforce. They have 1,000 people working out of the Toronto office, so huge boom in tech happening in Toronto. Well, that's, that's actually a great segue because I want to know, and the audience as well, how you came about where you are today and how you got into whole, the whole virtual reality. A little bit of your journey would be good to know. Absolutely. Well, funny enough, our journey does start together in, in, in some ways, <laughs> right? Because uh, my, my first job when I moved into Canada, and that was about uh, six and a half years ago, was with you working for Canon and uh, selling photocopiers. And uh, it is not... I remember that. <laughs> it is. It is a, uh, a, a career and a character-defining job. But I think, I think it was fun in a way that you do build a lot of great relationships. But also you sort of start to think about technology more than you normally would 
expect to when working for a photocopier company. Because what happens is in, in such a mature industry that we are working in and copiers have been around for ever now, innovation seemed to have slowed down. So they were really a battle of features and benefits rather than disrupting the status quo. So that since the very beginning when we were working together for, for, for companies that have amazing products, yet they seem to have slowed down in terms of innovation, that got me thinking about what's next. My, my career from there progressed into working with, uh, with large brands such as uh, NASDAQ and from there, I went into a uh, technology company uh, called Intellex, and there I got a more startup-y feel, but f- from a mature company perspective as well. And they were doing things with software that wasn't possible before, just because we finally have the hardware available for us today to host in the cloud that type of uh, content and that type of power that's required uh, to, to have that type of uh, functionality. And again, that, that got me really interested, that made me start thinking about uh, virtual reality and augmented reality and the future of business as a whole. This was a couple of years ago before there really was any, uh, any type of uh, virtual reality available to consumers. It, it existed in the prototype stage and it started really with uh, Oculus and their acquisition from Facebook for uh, $2 billion when the company was, uh, had just raised a couple of million on Kickstarter. So that really got me interested. That got me thinking about the industry. Fast forward two years ahead now, we have a company of about uh, 10 people, contributors, and we've had the great fortune to work with some uh, really, really great companies uh, here in Toronto who have embraced virtual reality. Uh, companies in healthcare, like Providence Healthcare, companies in technology, like Q4, in schools like Bishop Strawn, we, even cities and government uh, like the city of Brampton have embraced virtual reality and we've been very lucky to be part of that journey. So I'm curious to see why that is because when, we, when I hear virtual reality or augmented reality or anything like that, it looks more of a futuristic technology. You would think that this would be something for gaming or, or even movies, but you mentioned some companies, government, healthcare. Why, why are they interested all of a sudden? It's a very good question. It just comes down to the versatility of what virtual reality presents. In a way, gaming is is a good base point. It's a good starting point uh, for that because it sort of transports us into another world, into another place. And you'd wonder, well, how will that relate to anything else? It relates very strongly. Take, for example, uh, healthcare. A lot of patient care is focused around improving quality of life for patients. Being stuck in in a hospital and not being able to leave a place, being stuck in a wheelchair, not being able to see the rest of the world can have detrimental effects, not just on your psychological health, but also on your physical health. So if if we look at healthcare, for example, we we had an event, uh, like I mentioned earlier with Providence, where we had this woman, I think she was in her late 80s or early 90s, and she was confined to a wheelchair. She had just uh, experienced a stroke and half of her body hadn't moved in weeks. So what we did is we gave her, uh, if you're familiar, there's HTC Vive controllers that you can hold yep. and we put a headset on her and we put her on a very simple place. Like we put her in an underwater experience using the blue and later on we put her on a painting because she used to be a painter when she was younger. 
And for the first time in months, and it was very emotional to see as well, this woman started moving a part of her body that she hadn't moved before, just wow. so that she could access the palette and the colors with her digital paintbrush and paint again. So it's, it's, it's that type of experience and that type of change you see in people's lives that makes me very excited about virtual, virtual reality and its potential application in so many different fields. So that's, uh, that's actually an interesting thing because I read about, tra- I was going to mention travel, uh, where, you know, uh, they're selling experiences of, let's say you're in Toronto, you want to travel to Jamaica, you can create an experience. But the implication or um, the applications in healthcare was some, is totally new to me. So this is, this is really exciting. So within virtual reality, you're seeing that it could expand to different industries which you would not have expected or one person does not expect. Yeah, I mean, uh, they don't until they start to experience it for themselves. Uh, Virtual reality is one of those, I guess, one of the few businesses where you have to experience it for yourself to understand what it encompasses and how it can be applied. And then you you notice when you walk into these businesses uh, in SR and they're sort of hesitant. uh, Sometimes they're even scared. And then they put it on and then they take it off and there's a pause. And you can always tell that they're brain is sort of churning the information and they're thinking about how they can apply it to their own business. And once they experience that, the applications are almost limitless. Okay. So let's uh, continue on the theme what we were just talking. So I think I mentioned gaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned healthcare. Uh, what other industries do you see this expanding into? Oh, it's a very good question. Um, the industries that we have noticed the biggest interest for right now have been healthcare, Education is another big one. The reason for that is that education in itself has stagnated for quite a while. uh, And they're looking for new ways to adopt and adapt to emerging technologies. Kids become smarter and smarter, exponentially smarter, and they have far more information than we did when we were younger. You notice that they are the ones asking for the schools to adapt this type of technology from a learning perspective it doesn't take too much imagination to figure out that learning for example say more about the circulatory system in the body and the heart is different from opening books and looking at pages or even plastic molds than actually being inside it and seeing a fully immersive interactive environment as if you are inside the cell for example or inside uh, the heart It, it just makes it more engaging and that makes it automatically more memorable and that also transitions into the uh, students learning and retaining the type of information better so healthcare education i mean those are those themselves are huge uh, huge industries uh, and it's, it touches everyone right if you think about healthcare everybody whether you don't have to be sick to be involved in the healthcare like it's you're connected to it one way or another it's, it's us. Education is very omnipresent. So, the, so there itself, there's a lot of applications. Now I want to switch gears into the type of jobs. So you, your company, you started this company, you're the founder, uh, CEO, but for people curious, what are some of the jobs within virtual reality that you think will grow in the next five to 10 years? Oh, it's another great question. You're always going to need the fundamental jobs in the company, uh, like myself and my co-founder, uh, Lauren. We, we have complementing uh, skill sets, whereby I have a more strong sales and organizational background, while he has a more marketing and operational and technology background. So you're always going to need the 
basis for most organizations is what I believe, which is basically sales and marketing and organization. But beyond that, in virtual reality, there's jobs that never existed before uh, that, that we're hiring for now. We have 10 virtual reality hosts, people who are technically savvy. They're very good with people. And they're also technology, um, very technology savvy people who can use the hardware and the specific software to, to, have those, to make those experiences available for people. On the higher end of the spectrum, uh, you have visionaries uh, who are really product and content visionaries like, uh, like our head of product, Jason. And uh, their job is really to create virtual reality content that never existed before so that it eliminates all the challenges that you have whenever you're creating any type of uh, interactive uh, media. And that'll be things like removing uh, any type of motion sickness or latency, creating believable high fidelity environments so people can get lost in them. And then that also requires some really strong people that have understanding in backend programming. You need people who have understanding in shaders and models, but again, not traditional 3D, but how it pertains to virtual reality, because it's not just that the technology is different, it's also that the way you tell a story or you build a product is also very different, and those skill sets are also uh, different too. So are there, um, so this, these sound like people with experience in other fields, not, I mean, they can evolve into working for a company in VR, that's what I heard. What about any type of certifications, or are there degrees coming out that is specifically for this industry? Oh, that's another good question. There are degrees available out there. Uh, there's a Unity uh, degree for Unity development that is the back-end uh, engine for creating uh, virtual reality worlds and content. And you notice more and more that the companies uh, who are Unreal uh, and the companies who create the engines for virtual reality also serve as... Uh, schools and uh, they also provide certification programs the same way as you would have for Microsoft. You also have the same thing similar or you'd have for Oracle or any other type of large organization. You have the same thing for the companies who create uh, the backend uh, VR development engines. Someone listening to this uh, has in one way been excited. They're listening to this interview and they think, I want to get started in this. Like I want to get started as a company or even work in virtual reality because this is the future, is there, is there a recommended path? I think, I think for, for the stage that we're in right now, there's no real single traditional path that they can take. But again, like, like most other things, there is a plethora of uh, options online where they can get started. It, it's not necessary for them to go and get a certification, let's say for unit development. They can just get a simple uh, user license and they can play around with it themselves and they can learn. It really comes down to what their passion is. Uh, people who are passionate about programming the backend, then they can focus more around that. So as long as they have some C++ or C-sharp experience, that can transition very well over into virtual reality. Other people who have great experience in artistic side of things, like creating beautiful models or environments, then they can just sort of sharpen those skills for VR. It, it's not so much that somebody can just move into VR. They sort of have to use complementary design or programming skill sets that will transition for virtual reality. Fair enough. And once they get started, what is the, what does the career path look like? Uh, where do you think it'll take them? Uh, I know it varies as you mentioned, but uh, let's say someone starts working as a developer uh, in virtual reality or even someone at the booths, what does the future look like for them? 
Oh, it's incredible. I mean, the 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 options are limitless as well as as they transition to virtual reality. They they may start as a simple developer. They can lead large teams for different types of projects. They can focus on different verticals all the way to the CTO level for these companies. Because as our company and as I've seen more virtual reality companies develop, uh, you notice that the people, the early developers, the early programmers, go into more type of project management, type of uh, leadership positions, and they're more product visionaries rather than when they were, you know, getting started and they were just simple programmers or simple uh, designers. Yeah, def- definitely sounds exciting because uh, on the, uh, the technology itself is very exciting as a consumer or a user, right? And now the career and the way the world is going. So it sounds like you and your team are on a good, uh, embarked on a great journey. I wanted to ask you, as we are getting very close towards the end, if they found to find out more about you, uh, wanted to learn more, um, how can the audience get in touch with you? Oh, they're, they're, uh, they can visit our website. It's uh, vrvision.ca. And we're, very, we're a very open company. We try to be very helpful. If they want any career advice or they want to learn more about virtual reality, our doors are open. We're located uh, in downtown, well, close to downtown Toronto, at uh, 20 Leslie Street. So our door is always open. And my email is ronnie, R-O-N-I, dot C-R-G-A, at vrvision.ca. So they can either email me directly as well or check out our website and send the form that way. Okay. So uh, I'll, I'll definitely make sure to add those. Uh, I, I had a totally a, a side question. I know Thanksgiving Canada is around the corner, Thanksgiving US Christmas season. If someone wanted to buy any virtual reality gear for themselves to play around in their homes. Anything that you recommend, Ronnie, since you work in the industry? It's, it's a very good question. Um, our business is powered by HTC Vive. Uh, I think if they're looking from a consumer perspective, like something to have in their home, right yeah. now I would actually suggest the Oculus Rift. It's better designed for home use than corporate use. So look at the Oculus Rift and a computer that has a powerful graphic card. Uh, anything beyond the 1060 would be something that you can have for a couple of years and uh, just be prepared to have some uh, great times and amazing experiences. That's amazing. I just thought because it will be, you know, a couple of years ago, uh, how everyone wanted to get a drone. Uh, I, think, <laughs> yes. I, think even, I think as time goes on, more and more people want to have this because I think I've had a PlayStation 2, 3, and 4. Every time something new came out, I've had one. So this is ex- if someone, I don't game every day. Uh, I, I don't, I'm not playing, uh, I'm not, uh, I do it once in a while. My favorite games come out or series come out, but it's amazing whenever I do it. So it looks like this is the, this is going to be fun for that industry as well. I think so. And for me, it's good justification whenever I'm playing. I just say that's part of my job. <laughs> that is so true. So, Ronnie, we are about to wrap up before we sign off. Any last words, any piece of advice that you would like to give the listeners? Absolutely. Uh, w- w- when it comes to emerging technologies I, and business in general, my, my biggest suggestion is just do something you're passionate about. I was passionate about gaming and technology and visualization. And I found that some if you do something that you're passionate about, you're going to do very well. So if this is something that you're passionate about, uh, I'm sure that you'll be successful in it. Not just because the analytics and Gartner and the Financial Times say it's going to be a successful business, but because you're going to be happy doing it. That's an amazing wrap-up. One of the common themes in my interviews on this podcast, uh, the people who I end up interviewing, no matter what they do, they have two things in common. They, have, they uh, usually have a nonlinear career path 
they're usually open-minded to what's out there. So they get to where they are today and they're very passionate or excited. So that's a common ingredient for any career, especially for, and uh, this applies to this industry as well. Ronnie, thanks for joining us. Uh, It was a pleasure. Thanks for sharing the ins and outs of uh, this emerging field, virtual reality. And thanks for being a guest. Thank you for having me, Nisar. Thanks everyone for listening to this episode of the Career Medicine Podcast. I have written a brief summary of the episode as uh, part of a blog post. As you know, we love reviews at Career Medicine Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and also learned something new, please feel free to post a comment or review. And if you really loved it, definitely go ahead and share this episode uh, among your network. Until next time, this is Nisar Ahmad, your host for the Career Medicine Podcast. Thank you.